It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to this team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday to you, Producer Steve. <laughs> and your first guest is already calling in. All uh, right. Ha- happy Tuesday to you. Uh, <laughs> terrific Tuesday, as we say. It is a terrific Tuesday. Yes, we've got a jam-packed show planned for you today. Uh, we'll be talking with Dr. Jill Vecchio uh, regarding the zoning question here in the second segment, third and fourth segment. Helen Raleigh, uh, we're going to talk about China and Taiwan. Then in the second hour, uh, Alessandra Lavallee will be in studio, and uh, always a great conversation with her. And then also we'll hear with, uh, from Kim Ware with uh, Christian Home Educators of Colorado. And then at the last segment of the second hour, I want to hear from you, 303-477-5600. My friends, yesterday as we were going off the air, the phone lines were jammed up, and so call earlier. And because uh, I want to hear from all of you, 303-477-5600, and I want to hear what's on your radar. And go to our website, that is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com, and sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You will get first look at our upcoming guests, as well as our most recent essays and sounding off with Kim Munson podcasts. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's rights uh, or their property, their freedom, their livelihood, their opportunity, or their lives. And that force can come in the form of a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda or this uh, new 87,000 IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act. Also, actually, the honest description is the Income Reduction Act, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a little little dose of snarky there. Uh, but, but it's true. I mean, it, and the funny thing is, now the fallout. This is my favorite word today because there was lots of stories in the package about... Uh, the virus and the vaccine and again here is fallout from uh, you know you had that initial event then comes the fallout you had this uh, ridiculous inflation reduction act and they call it the ira <laughs> isn't that nice yeah. and uh you know and now here comes the fallout and i think i even sent you yesterday uh mansion you know one of the key players in there who caved mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. is now being tarred and feathered for doing so, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Dems are now turning their back on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But whenever we look to to Mansion and Cinema to save us, we have to remember that we have Hick and Looper and Bennett who regularly uh, sell us down the river. That's true. You know, so neither <clears throat> realize that in our pre-call. You know, you and I were looking at a couple of other things. We 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 got a comment about the fact that Fauci 
is going to retire. And uh, I, I find this very interesting. He does not seem to me like the kind of guy that would retire unless unless that uh, unless there's pressure for him to finally do if, and maybe it's because of what you just mentioned that we're starting to see the fallout we're starting to see uh, all of the coercion and the use of fear and and the uh, um, well I, I'm li- listening to the book on Fauci and the things that that it says in there are criminal and so uh, the fact that he is uh, going to retire of course on our dime He's got a great pension. We've been paying him, uh, but uh, six hundred grand plus. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The, the isn't it? top government service employee now for many <clears throat> years, and uh, I think he corrected somebody <clears throat> in a press conference yesterday. He said, "Not retire. He's just going on to do other work." Oh, like be a CNN commentator, probably. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's going to be throwing out first pitches at a bunch of different baseball games. How's well, that? that didn't go well for him either. He did do that, and he got uh, soundly booed by the crowd. So it was like, okay, this maybe was that's a, not it either. A mistake as he slinks mm. off the mound. <laughs> slinks. <laughs> okay, where was I at? Um, I think I was saying thank you to all of you who contribute and support us. We are clearly an independent voice. What I'm going to talk about here in just a moment, you will probably not hear from any other <clears throat> um, talk show hosts, maybe maybe just a few other talk show hosts here in Colorado, but we're going to talk about Kevin Priola here in just a minute. But I also have these great partner sponsors, and Hooters Restaurants is one of them. And uh, they they came to me. We, we got to know each other. It's a real freedom, capitalism, free markets uh, kind of story. And um, they're just great sponsors of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories. And they do have Monday through Friday their burger specials and all different kinds of flavors. And so a great place to get together with friends for that. I highly recommend each and every one of these sponsors. And we will be welcoming a new sponsor uh, right after Labor Day, Steve. So I'm going to keep that as a, a little teaser, but I'm very excited about that as well. Let's go over to our quote for the day. And it's a Chinese proverb. And of course, I debated <laughs> I debated on having Chinese proverbs because the current China wants to destroy the world. <laughs> I was thinking when I read it, it's like, well, gee, that's the only thing I want from China right now. Is <laughs> <laughs> a proverb. Uh, but uh, this is a good one. It says, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And we, when we look at the daunting um, challenges that we have here in Colorado and, and in America and in our world, we have to remember that we can't be frozen. We have to start with that first step. And uh, so I thought it was a great, a great quote to start, start the day off with. Yeah, but I, I again, my first thought was, uh, really, from China? Oh, goody. Uh, I know. Well, and since Helen and I are going to be talking about China and Taiwan, that's how I ended up. That's, yeah. that's where my brain was going, Steve. But uh, All right, you got a couple minutes here. You want to be snarky or you want to be serious? Uh, let's see. I think I want to be serious. Okay, go okay. ahead. Carry on. Okay, we saw yesterday, so I wanted to comment, we commented about Fauci. Stay tuned on that because I'll have some additional guests. Yeah, that was our snark for the day. Okay. Yeah, that'll be it. Okay. But uh, the thing here in Colorado is Kevin Priola, uh, who has been a, uh, again, air quotes, Republican senator from Colorado, switches parties. And this is from NBC. He says, cites election conspiracy theories. 
said he couldn't be part of a political party that is okay with a violent attempt to overturn a free and fair election and continues to peddle claims that the 2020 election was stolen. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. What, what we can well, you take your breath away. What, what violence <clears throat> is he referring to? I mean, I'm thinking of the, you know, the firebombing of the uh, uh, abortion or uh, health, women's health services up in Longmont. That was violent. So well, what's he talking about? Well, what about, uh, do you remember when the Colorado State Capitol was behind fences? And in fact, it had been um, spray desecrated, spray-painted. Yeah. And in fact, Rick Turnquist had done a an essay on that. And we had pulled a picture of the Capitol, and it had the F word on it. And we used that as the image. I mean, it was just the capital. And but because it had that word in it, Facebook denied us our ad on that, if you can believe it, because of bad language. And that was what was on our capital. Okay? Okay, so let's just remember. Let's just remember a little bit. But <clears throat> what I want to say is that the Colorado GOP should have kicked him out a long time ago. They should have actually taken a stand to say that we stand for these Republican principles of limited government and lower taxes. And this guy has, has been sponsoring things, um, and even in the, the healthcare non-freedom arena, that are so antithetical to freedom. And he should have been kicked out. They should have called him out a long time ago. Now he embarrasses the, the Colorado GOP with what he's doing. And when he talks about election deniers... I just want to take a little walk through. These are election manipulation deniers. And unfortunately, the Colorado GOP has been just dragging their feet on this. They're trying to run out the clock. And when you look at that ad with um, Wayne Williams and Jenna Griswold, it shows, it shows us that there is the Uniparty, which is the, I don't know what the word is, but the the. the people in the Republican Party that actually partner with the Democrats. There's that. There's the Uniparty. And it would be all of the big money consultants and all of them. And then there's the grassroots. And, um, you know, in our pre-call, you said it just seems like that they just they just don't listen at all. And you're so concerned, Steve, about this election manipulation here in Colorado. I think Colorado is at, is at the uh, tip of the spear I think Colorado is also going to be the most difficult because of this whole uniparty thing. When you have former Secretary of State Republican Wayne Williams and Jenna Griswold using millions of taxpayers' dollars to flood the airwaves right before an election, uh, which actually gives her all kinds of name recognition, uh, one has to ask what is going on. But let's just run through this election manipulation denier. First of all, this again, and the Colorado GOP, they're, they're dragging their feet on this, is... Um, the mail-in ballots. And in fact, the Colorado Secretary of State Republican candidate, Pam Anderson, I actually went through, I was doing research, and I found she was actually down at the State House testifying in, in favor of mail-in ballots when the Colorado legislature passed that. We are now papering the state with mail-in ballots. So that, A, is one, that's a problem. B, we've not cleaned up the voter rolls. And that's how we are papering the state with all of these different um, mail-in ballots. They've made it legal that they can ballot harvest here in Colorado. Then you have the extended mail-in ballot period, three weeks. Uh, Actually, on a mail-in ballot, I I know that we'd really like to get to in-person 
paper ballots. But, you know, maybe if we were just going to have, if we were going to do mail-in ballots, I mean, one thing you could do is one day, one day you could drop those ballots off. That would be it. Uh, so there's been no effort to clean that up, no effort to clean up the rolls, papering the state with those um, paper ballots. So that's one thing. Then secondly, three weeks that uh, you can vote and you don't have to show a valid ID. You can actually show a, uh, a utility bill or um, a copy of a check. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, you can't get on an airplane doing well, I guess if you're if you're coming into the country illegally, you could do that because they're flying them all over the country, right? right, <laughs> Steve. But then the other thing is is we can't look inside the machines. We can't look inside the machines to, to ta- see how they're tabulating them. And uh, so <laughs> it seems to me like we have some significant vulnerabilities, and we have not seen, the Colorado GOP do anything about this to get this cleaned up. And Kevin Priola, I, I, I do laud the fact that he's finally being honest about where he is on the political aisle, but they should have kicked him out a long time ago, Steve. Yep, no arguments here. And in terms of this whole discussion regarding trying to get our elections you know, back on where they really, really need to be, beyond what Wayne Williams and Jenna Griswold say in that commercial, it's all control of the narrative. And the unfortunate thing is they have the upper hand. Anybody who is pushing back right now on the, you know, the, the, the different things that you just mentioned, they, you'll be called, uh, you know, you're, a, you're doing what? Voter suppression. Well, That's the label they'll hang on you. But the, the thing about it, Steve, is, is you stay with the truth, and ultimately the truth will set you free. And we must have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections, or we don't have a country. And I do not think we have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections in Colorado. And we don't have a state right now. So we are fighting for our state. But we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Dr. Jill Vecchio regarding a zoning question that will be voted on today. Well, it's presented again. I assume it'll be voted on today down at the Douglas County, uh, County Commissioner's meeting. So we'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned Remax realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show. 
but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and you can uh, email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. I'm having technical difficulties over here. Uh, on the line with me is uh, Dr. Jill Vecchio. You know her. She is uh, regular on the show. Also, we've done some great podcasts. She is now doing some excellent presentations on the Great Reset. And if you are interested in talking with her about that, just email me and I can get you connected if you'd like to have her present that. Dr. Jill Vecchio, welcome to the show. Thanks again for having me, Kim. For a change, I'm actually speaking, hopefully, on behalf of uh, other other people of, of uh, rural residential communities, regarding the Douglas County zone. So it's a little different hat for me. Got it. So we've uh, kind of done a point and counterpoint. And the question is regarding these home occupation businesses. And there's a, a potential zoning uh, amendment that's being proposed, at, and it's supposed to be voted on by the county commissioners this afternoon. Uh, regarding these home occupation businesses. And so we've had a point-counterpoint, and we had uh, Commissioner George Teal on yesterday. And uh, so um, have you have you listened to um, both um, Citizen Jenna Bacon right. and uh, Commissioner George uh, Teal? I've listened to many more people than that. Um, you know, I've spoken with people on the phone, but I also watched all of the – because it's really nice. They videotaped um, – the Board of Commissioners videotapes all of their hearings. And on, on this, you can go specifically and listen directly to the hearings for this issue. And sometimes, you know, it's hours into a long video, but, um, you know, you just have to you just go through and it'll tell you which, which issue they're talking about. So it's easy to find. So I watched all the testimony from all the meetings that have gone on on this, which is several, you know, so you, you take several hours to do that. But... What I heard was uh, most of the issue that most of the complaints were um, were homeowners associations and homeowners complaining that if Douglas County allows a class two home occupancy permit for a small business to be in a rural residential community. By definition, these are rural residential communities, not rural residential small business communities. These are rural residential communities. So by, by the county issuing these permits, it's, it's they're overriding the local community's wishes and, and covenants that say, no, you can't have a business here. So it's kind of like, like when you were a little kid, you might have a sleepover at your friend's house. So you're, you go to your mom. Mom, can I have a sleepover at, you know, Billy's house? No, you can't. Last time you went over there, the parents were drinking and smoking when I picked you up and blah, blah, blah. So I don't want you going over there anymore. Okay, so, but Jill. Okay, so, but, Jill, no, but, but let me finish. Okay. Please let me finish this. So, so the little kid goes over to the dad. Says, Dad, can I have a sleepover at Billy's house? Dad goes, eh, yeah, sure. Then mom comes up later. The kid's already at Billy's house. And mom comes up to dad going, where's Billy? He's over, oh, uh, where's, where's Johnny? He's over at Billy's house. Well, why did you tell him? I told him he couldn't go. Why did you let him go there? Now I got to go pick him up and be the bad guy. I mean, that's the best analogy that I could come up with for this situation. And I think there's a really good solution. 
We're not anti-business. We're not, we, we don't hate business at all. In fact, a lot of the people that live in our community are small business owners. So don't even, don't, don't pin that on us, but these are residential communities who have said in writing, in their covenant, they want to be residential communities. Okay, to that, so, and it's, and you and I have had conversations offline on this as well, and you and I right. are both Freedom Girls also, yeah. um, but, and it's, so it's taken me a while because I think that the, the conflating of the issue is, as, as you mentioned, a homeowner's association can come together and they can have stricter rules than what the, what the county has. But there is already, with these home occupation um, zoning, there can be businesses in these communities already. That's what the zoning says. So there can that's be... That's what the zoning says. Yes. But so, that's not what the Homeowners Association covenants say. So to me, to me that's the issue. And, and that's what I heard from, because I'm trying to represent the people that uh that are opposed to the so and you know the thing is kim they're not necessarily opposed to the rezoning they just have concerns that they're that that the will of their community isn't being respected enough and there are provisions in here that are saying you can you know the the county in considering these permits is going to look at the community and subjectively say is this business going to interfere with the community but but see, but, but they're not putting the community first. but see jill the zoning already says that there can be businesses uh in these home occupation businesses in in these uh the communities rural residential is new the rural residential the smaller communities from what i understand is new to the rezoning no 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 new. no it's not because because i've read it i've read the uh, class two home occupation um section 23 and what it is is at this particular point in time and this is from the regular it says a class two home occupation is defined as a business profession occupation or trade conducted for gain or, or support located entirely within that's already there that is already part of the zoning and you're not you're i think you're missing my point though the point is that the county yes the county allows this they're cleaning up the zoning regulations and i think people people aren't going to object to these zoning regulations to good zoning regulations yes that's fine if the community my proposal is if the homeowners association or whatever association they have has covenants that say no businesses on any of our properties, then Douglas County looks at those provisions, requires a letter from the HOA, some process, but it, but if the Homers Association doesn't allow businesses, then the, pro, then the Class Two permit doesn't go any further. I'm not saying, fine, fine, change the rezoning for Class Two permits, but give the... Uh, give the covenants that you know in the constitution it says specifically uh you have the right to pursue life liberty and happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed 
the lowest form of governance or one of the lowest forms of governance in our society all over the United States are homeowners associations. So and and that's and a reason. For yeah. That. And it, it took me a little while to to figure that out because you and I. <laughs> yeah, I, we had a row. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we did. And then I've had listeners that's, that's reached out to me as well. And then on Saturday afternoon, I decided to drive around rural Douglas County and get an understanding of this. And so you are correct that the Homeowners Association, that the, that the county cannot override what the, the Homeowners Association says. And um, it's taken me, because I conflated the two. But this, so that's over there. The Homeowners Association, they get, can make their decisions. This is at Douglas County from a zoning standpoint. And the change, the big change is, is that, uh, as I mentioned, this is what the this, this, uh, regulation now says. A Class two home occupation is defined as a business profession, occupation, or trade conducted for gain or support and located entirely within Okay, so then the thing that they're adding in is or operating from a residential building or building accessory. That is, is the thing that they're changing is that it could be a business could operate there or from. So that would be maybe a contractor that doesn't do their business there, but they might bring their trailers home and want to park them in the accessory building. And this is what this is changing is primarily just that. And so from a freedom standpoint, that seems to make sense to me. If then if a if a community doesn't want that to happen from a homeowner's uh, standpoint, a homeowner's association standpoint, yes, they can do that. It's, it, and I think that's a win-win for everybody, Jill. No, not if, not because what happens is that the, what we've run into and other communities, the businesses, the, the, the property owners move in and they see the covenants, no businesses, they put up a building anyway, put the business in there, some of them don't even apply for the class two. They apply for it afterward, or they apply for the class two. They notify, all they're required to do is notify the HOA. Just notify them. Like, hey, I'm going to set your house on fire. Just letting you know. You know, hey, 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 let you know. So, I mean, and that means nothing. So now Douglas County approves the class permit, and then it's back onto the Homeowners Association. So I can tell you we are going to have to, have to spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to Form a home, to form a homeowners association, we're now a civic association, so we're going to have to form a homeowners association, pay property managers, and go after these things. But a lot of times we don't even know what these folks are up to until they've already built the building. And also, you know, and I'm just going to remind people, in the Constitution, it says, experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right them themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. In other words, people are going to put up with it because they don't want to make a, a scuffle in the neighborhood. So, but, but the, don't the, you, let me finish my point if I can, because this is important. I, I, I'm not going to talk about all the little details. This is about principles. This is about a bigger picture. But, Jill, so I think what, what I'm, I'm hearing about. you say is that, uh, so there might be other areas where people, uh, I mean, rural, rural America, people have, have operated businesses from their, business, from their properties, and that is happening all over Douglas County. So if a homeowner's, uh, a, a community doesn't want that to happen, 
yeah, you they will have to 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 step forward to do that. So, so to try to use a zoning regulation, and this is just operating from it would be somebody bringing their trailers home and putting them in. In, in their building. I mean, that seems to me like that's a pretty much of a freedom issue. So, um, no. Well, it, hold on. Let me, let me address that then, because now, because a lot of these businesses have big vehicles, big vehicles. There's a lot of discussion about that. The, the current regulations, are, the, the proposed regulations will allow eight individual, biz, you know, trips, one-way trips per day. You get 10 businesses in a community of 70. You get 20 businesses. Now you're talking about a, tr- a big truck going down your road every six minutes. But but what about but what but what about then? Are you going to outlaw Amazon? And are you going to outlaw Amazon and UPS from coming down the roads? Because anyway, Jill, no, you and I. I, Kim, I, I Kim, my point is, I I I I have what I think could be a solution, and you're hardly letting me talk about it at all. What I have that I would like to propose as a solution is, and I'll be there today, but is, is to, for Douglas County to just say, you have to have, if you're going to apply for a Class two permit, with your application, you have to have a signed letter in writing from your homeowners association, or if you don't have an HOA, a certain percentage of nearby neighbors that say, Yes, we know what's going on here. Yes, we approve it. It does not violate our covenants. Hmm. Period. Well, that would be a simple solution if you you know just let me lay it out there because then everybody could agree to all of the zoning changes that they want to make. So um, I'm not arguing about the zoning yeah. changes. I'm arguing about the process. Well, and the process is the thing that many times really stomps all over freedom. Jill, you and I, um, I, I agree. I think the Homeowners Association should be able to come together and have the regulations for their community. But I also think that from a zoning standpoint, Douglas County, I think it's just very fair that they can actually add in here that people can operate uh, a business I'm from not, their I'm home. I'm not arguing that. Okay, and, and that's the, and that's that. the question sure out there. So anyway, you and I are going to, uh, <laughs> on a different issue, you and I are going to talk on something that we do agree about, and that's going to be, we're going to record a show for next week regarding these NGOs. You've done great work on that. You're a great friend. And um, somebody said, I do love the fact that you and, and Jill, um, you know, brought this forward, and we don't see it exactly the same, but I really appreciate you bringing it forward today, Jill. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Okay, talk to you later. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Helen Raleigh regarding China and Taiwan. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. 
for clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3PointsFinancial.com. That's 3PointsFinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Producer Steve, I love that bumper music of those great old westerns. They're just fantastic. So thank you. On the line with me is Helen Raleigh. She is an American entrepreneur, a writer, and speaker. She's a senior contributor at The Federalist. And her writings appear in other national media, including The Wall Street Journal and Fox News. She's the author of several books, including Confucius Never Said and Backlash, How Communist China's Aggression Has Backfired. You can follow her at Parler and Twitter at H. Raleigh Speaks, and that's R-A-L-E-I-G-H Speaks. Helen Raleigh, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. It is great to have you. And uh, China and Taiwan, you've been writing quite a bit about this, uh, and people can find you both at Substack as well as The Federalist, and then uh, people can sign up for your newsletter as well, correct? That's correct, yeah. They can go to Substack, um, find my name, and sign sign up for the newsletter. It's also called Helen Raleigh Speaks. Okay. China and Taiwan. You know, when you wrote the book, Backlash, that was during the Trump administration. Uh, things have changed significantly. Um, and it looks like China is becoming, you know, they're kind of rattling their sabers about Taiwan. What What's your thoughts on all this, Helen? Well, it, China's definitely become more and more aggressive. And recently, as we all know, that the Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan despite China's fire and the furious threat. And after she left, China put on a very, uh, very aggressive and provocative uh, military exercise show. And we learned a few things from the show, from the military exercise. Basically, it shows that in the last 30 years, Chinese military has made tremendous progress. China now has the world's largest navy, and it basically built from zero. Now they had more uh, ships, navy battleships than we do. And uh, China also seems like a test new strategy. It's not enough just to uh, fire a couple missiles from you know here and there. It seems like China tries to create the facts on the ground by you know blockade Taiwan. And this kind of military exercise, if it's happening frequently, it's uh, morally and economically and psychologically very tiring for people in Taiwan, as well as for the allies. So the, now the biggest worry is, if we think China is now just doing a military exercise, but if they do this frequently, someday they're gonna turn the exercise into actual invasion. 
and the Taiwan and the, the allies will be so exhausted by them, they will not be ready to prepare for it. Um, so, so those are all the concerns. But definitely, uh, as one of my most recent articles uh, I wrote, that uh, Xi's invasion in Taiwan is um, is inevitable, inevitable, but it's not imminent. Well, and so they've been able, so over the last 30 years, they have built into this huge military operation, but yet from the UN Global or whatever, the, they have been having like third world, they're, they're, they're not um, noted as a, they're still a developing nation, right? Am I getting that correct? So that means that they don't have to play by all the rules that say the United States has. So all these things have been weakening us uh, and then uh, they've been using money with their their um, their status to build up this their military. This is a this is nuts that this is going on, Helen. Well, so is China really still a developing nation? I mean, you know, it depends on how you measure it. Because China has a large population, 1.4 billion people. So if you measure everything on per capita base, yes, China is still a developing nation. But if you measure just a as a nation, from the nation as a total, you know, China's the world's second largest economy. In many ways, it's already a superpower. You know, it's right next to the United States. So I don't think it is a developed nation anymore. And the reason China get away with many things and not follow the rules, because that's exactly what the Communist Party intends to do. You know, they, they don't want to be bited by the liberal world order rules. They want to create their own rules. They want to create their own world order. And we let them get away with it because, you know, our corporations, our politicians are so greedy that we are obsessed with their market access. We try to make money in China. So we turn blind eyes for what's really going on. For example, uh, the Trump administration, uh, in you know, strengthened the export blacklist. They basically put many technologies on the blacklist to basically say, hey, we cannot just export, uh, hand over our technology, especially the technology has dual usage, you know, both the civilian and the military usage. We should not transfer those technologies to China. Guess what? The most recently, uh, the Wall Street Journal just reported under the Biden administration, the Commerce Department approved 95% of the technology uh, export request. So basically, there's no control under the Biden administration. We basically sell China left and right as long as we can make money today. But nobody's thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, and the other thing, while uh, China's been building up their military, uh, the Biden administration and uh, the woke agenda has been decimating uh, our military with uh, the whole uh, CRT thing, uh, the agenda, and the whole gender thing, and then the forced vaccinations. So we are, are weakening our military. Policies are there uh, strengthening China. And I think a lot of everyday people could never believe that this is happening, that, that, it, that America is being put in such a vulnerable position right now, Helen. Well, it is happening. We, the, the Biden administration is weakening our military from several perspectives. The one you mentioned is from a culture and the moral moral perspective, right? And you know, by indoctrinating our soldiers with the CRT, can you imagine why would anyone want to risk their life 
if they've been constantly told that your country was built on sin and your country is about all about white supremacy, why should somebody die for a country this evil, right? So the, the Biden situation is weakening the military from the moral and the cultural perspective, but it's actually from the actual hardware perspective. For example, the Biden's um, the Biden administration's uh, defense budget, they actually cut the Navy ship, num- number of Navy ships. So China already has built more Navy ships than what we have, but not only we're not in catching up, instead, the Biden administration is shrinking our navies. So imagine China invade Taiwan tomorrow. We don't even have enough ships to, 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 do, to help defend Taiwan. So this is from the military hardware perspective, where the Biden administration, both from the soft side as well as from the hardware side, they are shrinking the, our military's fighting power. Helen, the question that people will ask is why? Do you have an answer to why? Uh, uh, why is the Biden administration doing this? Yes. Well, I think I think there are a couple of reasons. One is I think it's corruption. I think they are intentionally because there are so many entrenched interests, which especially from the big business, uh, big tech and big business that have so many invested financial interests in China that they do not want to see the U.S. administration take a hard line on China. And, you know, the Chinese government knows, knows that. And they often turn to American businesses as their unpaid lobbyists to help persuade U.S. government not to take a hawkish stand against China. So that's one. The second is, I think it's, um, I don't know if it's naive or delusional is the right word. Because if you look at how the Democrats treat all U.S. adversaries, right, it's not just China. Now the Biden administration still try to revive the Iran nuclear deal, even though we all know the nuclear deal is a terrible deal, and the Trump administration put it out because it does nothing to actually restrict Iran to not develop, not to develop a nuclear weapons. And should the deal go through, Iran gonna get gets over a hundred billion dollars. You think they're gonna use it to improve improve their people's lives? No, they're gonna use it to deliver develop nuclear weapons. But the, when you when it comes to Democrats, it seems that they are very soft when it comes to dealing with uh, U.S. adversaries. But they are really, you know, hard, dif- you know, difficult to deal with when it comes to domestic disagreements. So I think part of it is also ideological. So I think the money is involved. There is also ideological, delusional. Somehow, you know, you when they look at the U.S., everything they see is bad. When they look at the adversaries. Somehow they suddenly become very understanding, always hoping engagement will bring change. Doesn't matter, last 30 years engagement brought absolutely no change. Well, and when we talk about delusional, when we come back, I want to talk about the Uyghurs then because of big business and, uh, of course, um, the reason from that um, – uh, the United States, they, they, the sins of the, the past, the fact that, you know, slavery, that whole question. And here's, here we know in China that they actually are using slave labor for many of the products that we receive here. And so let's go to break. I'm talking with Helen Raleigh. When we come back, I'd like to talk about the Uyghurs in China and uh, how is it that, again, we seem to be 
having a blind eye towards that. So we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, uh, we we have patriots from, from the generations of America that have stu- stood up against uh, tyrants and evil. And they've been willing to give their lives and have given their lives. And that is why it, it would be very great if uh, you helped the USMC Memorial Foundation do their remodel. It's located out at 6th and Colfax, and it was dedicated in 1977 to, again, those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our country, for our freedom. So go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. You can donate. You can purchase a brick for one of the walkways and uh, have your name on it with your uh, branch of military service and your time of military service and just a great way to support them. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Helen Raleigh. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Helen Raleigh. And uh, she is an American entrepreneur, writer, and speaker, a senior contributor at The Federalist. Her writings appear in other national media, including The Wall Street Journal and Fox News. She's the author of several books, including Confucius Never Said and Backlash, How Communist China's Aggression Has Backfired. You can follow her on Parlor and Twitter at H. Raleigh Speaks, and that's where you, you can find her on Substack as well. Helen Raleigh, uh, here in America, the education system has demonized uh, our founders, the founding of America, Western culture, 
uh, and always uh, talking about slavery, that America was founded on slavery. But America wasn't founded on slavery. America was founded on this vision that all men are created equal because they were created in the image of God with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Now, slavery at the time of our founding was prevalent all over the world. And it is remarkable that these little 13 colonies hanging on the eastern seaboard of the North American continent would go to war, first of all, with the most powerful empire on the face of the earth at the time for this particular vision. And within what, four score and what is it, Steve, four, anyway, seven years, four score and seven years, uh, later, they actually go to war to try to settle that, that question. Could one man own another? And the question is no. And so that is, it's so dishonest to demonize America for our founding. Uh, but that, that's occurred in the education system. But yet, we have slavery right now happening on our globe. Uh, China with the Uyghurs. And instead of demonizing that, Americans buy products from companies that use that. What's your thoughts on it, Helen? Well, it's a hypocrisy. I mean, slavery is slavery is evil. It doesn't matter whether it's practiced 200 years ago or it's practiced today. And uh, so it, it is something evil, and we need to take a stand, whether it's, you know, our own history, it was a stain on our own history. Um, but like you said, we are, America is about a vision. It's a great experiment. And we are constantly trying to be better. At the same time, you know, it's a hypocrisy that um, while we examine America so harshly in such an imbalanced way, yet our big businesses and the radical left tolerant what's going on, you know, on the world stage, especially what's happened with the Uyghur Muslims. So basically, since 2017, um, they're starting to have news reports about the Chinese Communist Party has incarcerated between one to three million Uyghur Muslims uh, in various internment camps, internment camps. And when they were released, when some of them were released, they became um, what do we call either slave uh, or forced laborers. So they either work in a fact, forced to work in factories nearby the camps, or they were transferred out of Xinjiang and have to work in factories throughout the China. Um, they were they got, uh, they are forced to live in monitored dorms everywhere they go. Those Uyghur workers they have a handler to follow them around. <clears throat> they are not allowed to go anywhere freely, and all, most of their free time occupied by additional brainwashed you know study sessions. And so we recognize this problem, and it's not a conspiracy theory because there are many many news reports, including leaked classified documents from the Chinese government showing that this is a intentional uh, effort. Uh, you know, ideas come from the highest power center in China. So this is a this is an effort on the Chinese part to try to eliminate the culture and uh, force a sim- assimilation of the Uyghur Muslims. Well, and yes. all... My understanding also that uh, there's been um, satellite images from space that actually have pictures of these internment camps. Oh, yeah. 
not only the the images of uh, internment camps, there are satellite images to compare and before and after. So before those land could either be uh, empty land or they could have you know the Uyghurs cultures culture sites. And today they're all turning to concrete jail-like internment camps, and they are really jail-like. If you listen to eyewitness account, it was a jail-like life. You know they, you know. Many people crammed into small size rooms. They have a very rigid schedule they have to follow. No family, no family visits, and uh, especially harder for women. Uh, some of them have, were subject to, you know, sexual harassment or sexual assault, and the men often get beaten up. And you know, they all have to attend the brainwash um, uh, study sessions, and they have to even inside the camp, they were forced to do, you know, manual work. And when they release, they they are not allowed to go home. They still have to do more work in the Chinese uh, factories that that produce, you know, supply, supply the United States of from everything from solar panels to EV batteries, you know, to clothing and shoes. Because Xinjiang, where the Uyghur Muslim resides, is a rich land with many resources. Oh, and so uh, now I can see a connection with the New Green Deal or the Inflation Reduction Act because uh, it, uh, you know, puts all kinds of incentives in there for uh, solar panels and um, batteries, uh, EV batteries and all, and, and this push to try to move Americans away from their gas-powered uh, personal vehicles into these EVs. Uh, we've got uh, three minutes left. Uh, Helen, uh, you and I have never really talked about uh, electric vehicles. Um, what's your thoughts about that? Because you just mentioned these batteries that are being built, and a lot of them are being uh, put together with slave labor in China. What's your thoughts about uh, EVs, electric vehicles? <laughs> well, so for EVs, right now, uh, they are battery powered. And the material, the raw material to produce those batteries, you know, China dominates the global supply chain of the raw material to produce the batteries. And in China, I think China controls about uh, uh, over ha- almost half of the world worldwide supply of those raw materials. As you know, in China, the production, the manufacture process, the extraction process of the raw materials is not necessarily environmentally friendly. So. The process of the uh, extraction of those raw materials um, causing the environmental damage in China, and they also rely on heavy use rely on um, coal, burning coal, because those manufacturing process is very energy dependent. That's why Xinjiang is one of the uh, most important manufacturer areas, a base for China's EV and uh, and the solar panel production companies, because Xinjiang is rich with coal productions as well as rich with those natural resources. So I'm very conflicted about the EVs and the solar panels because the t- today the solar panels are cheap, not because of a technology improvement. Technology improvement probably contributed less than 20% of the solar panels, you know, price coming down. The reason with solar panel today is cheap is because it was built on the back of slave laborers and um, dirty coast, and that goes the same for electrical vehicles. So the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act we just mentioned gives over 300 billion subsidies to those industries. Really, it's basically using U.S. taxpayers' dollars 
to subsidize China's slave laborers, China's practice of using slave laborers and burning dirty coal. Wow, Helen Raleigh, and we should be outraged with this. And so that's why this upcoming election is so important. Because uh, if, if, in fact, um, the Republicans can take back the House of Representatives on the federal level, and if they can make sure they have leadership and a backbone, they can not fund this kind of stuff. That's why these elections are so important. We've got 30 seconds left. Helen Raleigh, again, how can people find you? They can find me on Twitter, H. Raleigh Speaks. Also, I encourage them to subscribe my newsletter on Substack. I sometimes repost other published articles, also writing new articles. Um, they need to help support the independent voices like you and I, so we can continue bring news and the investigations as well as um, deep thoughts on those issues. And uh, yes, and Helen Raleigh, uh, you grew up in China. We didn't mention that. And you are a proud U.S. citizen. So Helen Raleigh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And our quote for the end of the show is a Chinese proverb. It says, a wise man makes his own decisions. An ignorant man follows the public opinion. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for listening. This is our hour number two. As you know, we're on live 6 to 8 a.m. They rebroadcast the first hour, 1 to 2 in the afternoon, second hour, 10 to 11 at night. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured valued. You have purpose. My friends, today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen. Echo and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting, it is Tuesday, Steve. Terrific Tuesday, to be correct. It is, it is. Or precise. To be precise. Hey, check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests, our most recent essays, most recent Sounding Off with Kim Munson podcast. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, the second hour, I'm thrilled to have in studio with me, Alessandra Lavallee. And we always have great conversations. And I, I call you a millennial. I love to have your perspective, but I know lots of kids want to. I call you kids. You're know. adults, you know. Run no, away from it. yeah. Run away from the the term millennial. So how should I refer to you? I don't know. I can. I you know what? I identify as uh, X. 
X. As Generation X, not okay. Gender X. Let's just be very specific <laughs> yeah. here. Um, no, Kim, that's fine. I respect. Uh, I'm glad that you think so highly of my opinions, and I'm happy to keep giving them. So yeah. thanks for having me back this morning. It's great to have you. So we'll talk about Fauci here in just a moment. And then the last segment of the show, we take call-ins. So I want to hear from you. And yesterday, as we were going off the air, the lines were full, and, and I want to hear what you have to say. So call earlier. 303-477-5600-303-477-5600. Since we had Helen on, Helen Raleigh, and you can find her at uh, H. Raleigh Speaks at Substack and on Twitter and Parler. Uh, She immigrated from China. She's a proud U.S. citizen, a great author, great commentator. So I went to uh, Chinese Proverbs. And Steve, like you, you and I chatted about this in the first segment with China and all of their aggression. I I had to think twice before I I pulled a Chinese proverb, but, you know, they have a long history. And I thought this was a good one. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well, in light of what you just said, I think, you know, right now it's the only thing I want from China is a proverb. (laughs) Is a few proverbs. And, Alessandra, when I look at these headlines, sometimes it seems daunting. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's a baby boomer and uh, asked him about... What do you say to younger generations, Generation X? And he says, the first thing I say is, I'm sorry. I am sorry what we have done as baby boomers. Uh, Let this uh, national debt skyrocket. Uh, We have gotten ourselves into a a weak position. So he says, I'm sorry about that. And so what's your, and so I guess I'm going to tie this back to, it seems daunting sometimes, but we have to step into this journey, and it begins with one step. What's your thoughts? Yeah, let's start exactly where we're at. And also, I think harping on or saying, hey, you know, that older generation really screwed us. <laughs> let's look at the system that built the people or the collective reasoning to be okay with this b- complete baloney. Um, we've been programmed and indoctrinated in order to be the society that we are today. And it's the oligarchy, the corporate oligarchy that's going to continue that, that sh- pony show. But I am excited. I do feel that light is being shed on what is occurring there. And I do feel that grassroots people are stepping up. What do you think? I I definitely would agree. And I think like we're kind of seeing evidence of that. You think that's why Fauci resigned, like stepped down? I think so. People people are connecting the dots now. Better get this guy out of everybody's (laughs) face. Oh, and that's just distracting us from, you know, bigger and better moves that they're doing through like Meta, the Facebook privacy policy and when you say better you don't mean better you know bigger i meant meta the metaverse uh-huh. which is now facebook instagram all of that now instead of being called facebook they're calling themselves meta uh-huh. and they're rebranding their privacy policies for your better enjoyment of their platform <laughs> they will make sure not to allow in the news feed anything about inflation or rising gas prices right like these avenues we have for uh, major communication or intentionally uh, keeping us ignorant. It's mm-hmm. absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about Democrat versus Republican because uh, you... Uh, so what we had here, we have had a uh, Colorado state senator, Kevin Priola, who has voted f- on a consistent basis for uh, very bad pieces of legislation, which takes more and more power, gives more and more power to bureaucrats and politicians and interested parties. And um, I think the, the Colorado GOP has been impotent in 
addressing this. And so he just announced yesterday that he is changing his affiliation from Republican to Democrat. Oy vey. Uh, and I think they should have kicked him out a long time ago. But the the Colorado GOP, and when we saw that uh, former state uh, Secretary of State Wayne Williams, Republican, and Secretary of State current uh, for re-election Jenna Griswold did this um, ad saying that our elections are safe and secure. They used uh, government money, taxpayers' money to do that, and it's all over the airwaves right now. And it's like, wait a minute. Uh, we, I think we do have vulnerabilities. The fact that we are papering the state with mail-in ballots, we're not cleaning up our voter rolls, we can't look inside the machines to do an audit to see if the tabulations are actually correct, uh, and then this, you know, patting us on the head and just everything's fine. It was very frustrating for me, Alessandra. Oh, yeah. And it, it, I would agree. I think it's exceptionally frustrating. And uh, we're in a position now that we haven't held accountability for so long. I don't even know if the people know how to. How do you hold accountability for that sort of thing without being called, you know, a a racist conspiracy (laughs) theorist? Of course, (laughs) of course you are. (laughs) Because you're searching for truth. Yeah, don't ask questions. Oh, wait, which truth? Your truth or my truth? Our collective truth. Or how about the real truth? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And we should really go for that one. (laughs) Oh, Steve, well, sorry. <laughs> while you're talking about because that we talked about the first hour, this ad between, uh, what's her face, <laughs> Jenna Griswold and Wayne Williams, wasn't, didn't the Ganahl, uh party, or not party, but campaign, they're going to file an official or formal complaint. Now, okay, fine, more power to them, but is that complaint going to really go anywhere? That is a that is a very good good question, and uh, I, I want to. So I I really think that we now have a uniparty, and I, I think that that uh, actually is really more for show because I don't think anything's going to happen with that. I agree. My point exactly. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I didn't expect you to come out forth with a, a, a an answer. So, yeah, this is exactly what's going to happen yeah. with that complaint. More so, the point is that that complaint that complaint will go nowhere. For those reasons, yeah. and as I was driving in, as you have, you, as you've indicated now, I'm the the great dot connector, and uh, so connecting things in Colorado. Um, Phil Anschutz, very wealthy guy, uh, and actually finances Republican things. Um, of course, from a campaign finance report, we also see that he supported Liz Cheney. He sent her money, um, but he actually brought. Michael Bennett out here to Colorado. And then Bennett worked for him for six years. Then Bennett, I think, then went to chief of staff for Michael Hancock. And boy, they're doing a great job with Denver. Oh my gosh. Denver looks so awful. And people are upset with me when I tell you, tell them that tra- Denver looks like trash. They're like, how dare you disparage the name of Denver? I'm sorry. Have you walked around or attended any homeless shelters recently? They're not even trying anymore. And it's not that they don't have $8 million allotted for homeless funding. They literally would rather do studies on how people become homeless rather than pushing those monies into the third parties that do a good job at getting people to no longer be homeless. 
Well, and that is, I say that there is a homelessness industrial complex, and they will never solve this problem when what you just mentioned is $8 million, because if you solve the problem, then their cushy study stuff goes away. And so this problem will only get worse. But Denver, I used to love Denver. I used to love to go downtown. I do not love to go downtown now. I'm concerned about my safety. There's trash everywhere. I just can't even believe it. But So Michael Bennett was chief of staff with Hancock, and then he was the superintendent of Denver Public Schools. I was around for that. Oh, you were? Yeah. So you saw that. Huh? Well, How'd I, that go? I graduated in 2008. Well, I went to a magnet school. Remember, okay. I've told right. you Denver School of the Arts, so, and I really loved it. I enjoyed the curriculum. But overall, um, it was, uh, you know, a liberal school. <laughs> kind of, what, could I say leftist indoctrination? Oh, not? absolutely. No question. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, and it wasn't like, I don't think, okay, it's like con- some big conspiracy theorist, or, or it was like all intentional. However, it's pretty evident that, you know, certain types of teachers have those roles, and they have certain types of opinions, and the students tend to fall in line. And if you have any questions, or don't necessarily agree, they're going to karate chop you. Oh, well, li- not, <laughs> mentally. <laughs> mentally not, not literally. No. Well, give it some time. Yeah. Uh, to what Alessandra just said, isn't it fascinating how the, within the blue side of the party, how this, the mindset works? The blue Don't, side of the Republican Party? No, or no, no, the blue side of you know, the Denver uh, you know, Denver Got administration yeah. you know, and the mayor's office. Do you remember when Kamala Harris was going to make that trip to Central America to find the core reason for immigration? Mm -hmm. And based on what, you know, Alessandra just said, they're not interested in fixing or dealing with homelessness. They're they're more interested in studying the reasons Mm -hmm. behind it. And they get paid to do those studies. Yeah, and so do uh, outside vendors who come in and say, hey, uh, we can do that for you. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, very, it's always a spirited conversation when you're here. Oh, I can keep going down rabbit holes. I got a lot of them. I I love it. So we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. And hopefully all of you get your questions, comments ready for the last segment, 303-477-5600. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Alessandra Lavallee. Before we do that, though... A nonprofit that I have adopted is the USMCMemorialFoundation.org, and uh, they are raising money for the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And my friends, um, standing against against tyrants is a very difficult thing, but our we've had patriots from our founding that have stood against tyrants, and we need to honor them. And that is why helping the USMC Memorial Foundation raise money to remodel the Marine Memorial is important. You can do that at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. That's usmcmemorialfoundation.org. We'll be right back with Alessandra Lavallee. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? 
Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. Searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And my friends, it is never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or their lives via force. And force can come weapon, policy, unpredictable, and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, globalist elite's agenda, or those new 87,000 IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' air quotes, Inflation Reduction Act. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alessandra Lavalle, you want to start with... Do we remember how taxes work? Do we remember what taxes cause and what we're actually paying for and where that goes back to the Fed and how that actually increases inflation? Do we remember how to put pants on? I mean, you print $1.2 trillion, or was it $1.7? Well, I think over so far, totally, it's been $3 billion, or uh, $3 trillion. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, all right, so you print that much money, and then you start um, collecting back all the taxes to pay the Fed's bottom line, which is our you know debt, which is the inflation. So we're mm-hmm. going to gap that once we pay enough taxes to get out of this hole, right? Right. Isn't um, that like the grand, the grand dream of mm-hmm. existence? Mm-hmm. It's like a sick joke. But I don't want the older generation, too, to be like, I feel bad. I'm sorry for them. You know what? Don't be sorry for us. Teach us. Handle it now. Start talking. Have a conversation. Have meaningful conversations with the young adults. Uh, It's our responsibility. We have to do it. And frankly, as a society, we've been on autopilot. Well, and that's why I'm so excited that you're here. And should we t- let's tell people about the first time we met? I I remember. Wait, yeah, tell it was me about fun. Yeah. We were at an Eric Odlin uh, launch uh, for his campaign, and uh, I started coming at him hot and heavy with all kinds of questions. And I walked up, and I'm talking I'm about the Patriot Act, and yeah. she's staring at me with a couple steps away, looking kind of like a little bit reserved, but making <laughs> sure you know, like, is she gonna hit him? Like, what's coming next? Yeah, and I'm a fiery Italian. I'm just trying to ask him, you know, legitimate questions. How do you feel about the Patriot Act? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think he did a pretty good job with this answer. Um, and, and he's uh, the congressional candidate on the Republican side for CD7. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh-huh. that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Eric Odlin with two A's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful that we definitely met there, and I'm grateful that I connected with Eric as well. And, you know, he graduated from West Point, and he's got, you know, it wasn't his lifelong dream to go into politics. Uh, He just, it was put on his heart that this is what he has to do when he made that oath to defend the Constitution. And he knows we're in battle right now, so Mm -hmm. he's just going full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be going in his favor. Mm -hmm. Regarding the Patriot Act... Uh, Alessandra, I remember when that was being floated. That was after uh, 9-11. And uh, I, I, I remember looking at it and I'm thinking, ooh, boy, I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, but okay, to keep us safe. Well, you give these PBIs, these politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties an inch, and they will take a mile and look at where we are now. It wasn't even, sorry, the intention, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. It wasn't even the intention for them to take an inch. Okay, let's take a couple steps back. When a, t- a bill is titled something, it's probably going to do the exact opposite. That was step one in in um, weaponizing all of the public serving entities and the federal bureaus, which are completely unconstitutional, for those to exist, um, we were they were able to weaponize them. And against that was under us. the Bush administration. That That's was it. it yeah, it yeah. was under the Bush administration. Um, it was kind of being set up for a long time previous to that, right? Yes. Uh, you know. There is so many things at play that often don't get airtime. And when you start to have the conversation about them, people sort of kind of freak out that you're a conspiracy theorist just because you know more details and you're going to have a full conversation on it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Has anybody ever called you conspiracy theorist? Oh, yeah. Well, especially on on Facebook. Like that. That's (laughs) always the best one. (laughs) You know, uh, because President Biden responded to... uh, Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for all of the years of manipulation and deceit. Just kidding. I ad-libbed that. He didn't really actually say that. He was praising him. And everyone was, like, completely in love with Dr. Fauci. I'm like, Fauci is a liar, and he should have stepped out of his position two decades ago for the way that he negatively pushed and impacted uh, the AIDS epidemic. Mm And I was watching. I'm like, okay, Fauci, what do you have to say for yourself? So the MSNBC, he's trying to paint this picture um, of because he knows that the the Supreme Court is going to have him in there for questioning. He knows this is coming down the line. So he's trying to Supreme paint Court this or the uh, uh, um, House of Representatives, Congress, Congress, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. that, that they're going that they're, he's going to have to testify. Um, and I think he's trying to paint this picture now and like put it, oh, you know, those conspiracy theorists, they're just asking these questions to hold accountability. I don't know. Like, this isn't good. You know, it's really mm-hmm. just crazy. I was just trying to save to save everybody. Uh, P.S. I'm looking at a, an interview that he did with CNN 11 months ago. And he's telling everyone that you must be vaccinated, that if you don't get vaccinated, that you're the reason why it's spreading. And he says every single major virus up until this point that's had a vaccine created for it has been used, has been what we use to eradicate the virus. It's absolutely crazy that that's not, that anyone would question that. I'm sorry, the last vaccine that you produced to eradicate 
a virus via a vaccine. More people died unnecessarily for four years because you decided to shelf a product that was a pill that would actually work that we use today. We had that two years before he started pushing the vaccines now, for AIDS, w- which ended up killing people. Okay, so you're talking about AIDS then? Yeah. Okay. And I'm not to- as much f- familiar w- oh. with with that, um, but I, and and different people have said that he was was very involved in, in, in that whole thing. So I, I, told, I don't know enough about that yet, he told He told families that they need to... Um, be concerned for their small children because someone could get AIDS from a cereal box. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Like there was mass hysteria and and he kind of tried to sidestep that in this MSNBC thing. He's like, "Well, as we learn about things and people communicated to us and then we learned and I learned and I changed." Like, "Listen, dude, you're evil. Your cronies are evil. Also, if you're a public servant making that amount of money, Get out of town. Go away. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How do we let people get to this point? Well, uh, we've been, I think, as you said, we've been on the autopilot. And uh, you maybe didn't know that. Do you remember little golden books? Did you ever have any of those little golden yeah. books? With, I, where the spine was golden? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the little flowers on the side? Guess what? Um, Sometimes a book's mere existence has an imminently greater cultural significance than its content, such as the case of Dr. Fauci, a little golden book biography. Can you believe that's coming out? Oh, my gosh. I'm not even going to entertain it. or If I see it, I'll read it, but I'm not going out of my way, and I'm not searching for it. And you're not buying it? Absolutely not. Because yeah, you couldn't read that if they're selling. But anyway, very disappointing that Golden Books is going to be pushing this. Let's go to break, Alessandra. Can we talk about Meta? Is it disappointing or is it by design? It's by design. They've yeah. been intentionally indoctrinating us for this Disney owns America reality, which we have right now. Thank you, China, for running ABC and all of our major mass media. All of our Hollywood. The only reason why we sell a script is because they're willing to distribute it over in China because they make way more money over there. It's I'm. Maybe, okay, listen, I'm going too far into the rabbit hole. I'm no, not that's finishing okay. sentences, and people are really going to think I'm a conspiracy theorist. But yeah, let's talk about Metaverse. So well, they, well, let's go to break. Okay. Okay, let's go to break, and then when we come back, we'll talk with uh, about Metaverse. In studio with me is um, Generation X, and that is Generation X, not Gender X, right? Yes. <laughs> Wanted to make that clarifi- clarification. Alessandra Lavallee, it's great to have her here. I love to get her perspective. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. 
All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. Search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. In studio with me is Alessandra Lavallee. And I love to get her perspective. Generation X, what age group kind of is Generation X, Alessandra? I'm 32 now. I'm not telling my age. I am. I'm 32. Okay. Uh, yeah, so people will definitely call me a millennial. I just say I identify as a Gen X, and I have my reasons. You know, I, I kind of grew up like the Gen Xers did. My parents were real down to earth, kind of had to work for some stuff. Um, you know, had a cassette player growing up as a kid. <laughs> I wasn't in blue jean jackets, so it was just a little bit different. I know what a floppy disk is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about Facebook. Uh, first of all, I find it so interesting that they are re-identifying themselves as meta. Uh, so tell us about that. Be And are you on Facebook? You know, tell us about that. Um, yes, I'm in Facebook. I've been in the center of the beast for some time now. Uh, but I have a passion for uh, internet technology. It's the career, the path that I'm in currently. And when certain things come up, I really like to have an opinion on it and to communicate with other people. Most people, we overlook the user and licensing agreement, the EULA. Um, but you have to sign it to, correct. to be part of it. You yeah. can send, yeah, and you press you press OK and you agree. What we don't typically understand is what we are giving away. And they'll say, oh, it doesn't matter to me. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to, it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. Your data is worth more than oil. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that. Let's think about how we've built our global economy around the idea of metadata. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe that's why they call it meta. That is why they call it meta. They make all kinds of money. um, And they have these privacy policies. And now they're they're rebranding themselves. Um, And if you don't read between the lines or hold accountability for what is happening downstream of your data information, as well as upstream, what data is getting handed to you, then you're just a non-playable character, most likely. Or but, you will become one. So, uh, Zach, what I'm what I mean by that is, they're going to have us chase the story that they're putting in front of us. They want it like a carrot, mm-hmm. and just like that golden book is going to indoctrinate children into perpetuating this narrative of racist conspiracy theorists, unless you honor and glorify Fauci. Like this is the type of thing they're doing. They do this exact same thing with like. Don't ask any questions. Look, look over there. Mm-hmm. And so this rebranding and, and coming into these midterms, you know, there's been this, um, oh, there's going to be a red wave. Well, you know, these people that have, and again, there's also kind of this whole uniparty thing. We see the Liz Cheney. She's not going out. She's now saying she's going to go after anybody MAGA instead of how can we make sure that we are representing the people and protecting America uh, there's going to be this vendetta. And um, 
And so when we talk about a red wave, first of all, if we are electing Republicans, we need to be electing Republicans, unlike Kevin Priola, who's been down at the State House for many years and just switched over to the Democrat Party. He should have been held accountable by the Republicans, but he was not. Uh, but we need to be electing Republicans that believe in limited government, freedom of the individual, those kinds of things, Alessandra. Yeah, completely. And they're going after them. Oh, yeah. They're, lit- they're literally like one by one um, going going after them. And they're, they're kind of losing their voices and, and their platform. And here's the thing. Meta so and TikTok and Instagram, and they all band together and they're, they're blocking certain types of content. And none of this is like a conspiracy or anything. I mean, literally just look at. Um, some of the stuff Meta themselves will post. Here it says, this is hilarious. We are focused on preventing voter interference, connecting people with reliable information, and providing industry-leading transparency for ads about social issues, elections, and politics. This comes after Meta announced it would limit political content in the news feed, like high inflation, gas prices, IRS, and terrible foreign policy. Now they said that. You you found it, huh? Um, And this is how you you have to read between the lines and you have to dig in deep. But, you know, it's it's kind of mind blowing that this isn't uh, more prevalently known and understood. That's why we do the show. And I also have to, again, go to this ad with uh, Jenna Griswold and Wayne Williams pushing pushing forward that our elections are safe and secure. That's a bunch of baloney, as you said. When you, when you take a look at uh, papering the state with uh, mail-in ballots, not cleaning up the voter rolls, uh, three weeks to drop off your ballot. Uh, I was uh, I saw a ballot um, drop box the other day. It said it was monitored. I looked around for a camera. I didn't see a camera anywhere. And But they said it was monitored, but I didn't see a camera anywhere. And then not being able to look inside the uh, tabulating machines, I mean, come on. Well, and it's not even looking inside of the tabulating machines. That, honestly, like coming from a security standpoint for technical stuff, that there could be actually a legitimate reason not to open that up and and let people know how it's going because uh, it's proprietary and you would want it to tabulate in a confusing sort of a way. So if someone is remotely somewhere else, they couldn't easily influence that machine to count the way that they wanted to. Um, but, but we should however, be able to have a hand recount to verify that. Eh, or at minimum, have you know, a network access card that's inside the the internal networking card inside of the computer. Okay. Turn it off. Uh, and look at the logs associated to the host to validate that it had no access to the internet. Look at the infrastructure that mm-hmm. it's on, so like the internet connection, look at the mm-hmm. routers and the road. What, what I'm saying is that there's other ways to audit that it was fair, and even keeping their proprietary technology inside of the box um, safe. The truth oh, of the okay. matter is, though, that it's not that good technology anyways. Okay, so speaking of that, regarding the Mesa County reports, Mesa County report number three, and I've actually had uh, one of the authors on, Dr. Walter Doherty, and he was a pioneer in the computer industry. He's taught computer science at Texas A&M for many years. Got his uh, master's and a, his doctorate from Harvard. And they did look inside the machines. But what uh, what they'd realized in Mesa County Report Number 2 is that after Jenner Griswold and the Secretary of State came in, 
With their trusted build, the 29,000 log files either disappeared or were, were overwritten. What's your thoughts on that? They explicitly did that. And P.S., they refused to hand over the router and the modem. That's upstream, like I was talking about. Okay. And inside of the court, and as that was all being presented, everyone, like all of these people are spinning it. Oh, it was fake news. It's not really true. Look, it came back and they counted it and everything was perfect and they got the full audit and all this. No, we did not get the full audit. It was explicitly the... um, they were not answering the questions in full the same way Fauci doesn't hold himself accountable to answering very basic straightforward questions Mm -hmm. uh, is the exact same way that this was placated to no resolution and a part of me I used to think oh it's because the judges don't know they don't have enough insider understanding now after watching a couple of friends go through the terrible uh, child custody system like that the judicial system here for just child custody there's no doubt in my mind that it's not purposefully established in order just to perpetuate money and funds and to keep people stuck in these systems Uh, this is how our judicial system functions at this point they placate and that's it there's not actual real accountability proof in point um, you have Giselle Maxwell case mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. entire thing everyone was blacked out there was no accountability there because they wanted to protect people in that little black book but we have a play-by-play step of what Johnny Depp is doing with what's her name uh, Amber Heard yeah that whole thing was like verbatim every single word was on there uh, interesting yeah very interesting point huh? there's so many things to just take a step back and look at it and say we're not holding accountability I don't care what side of the aisle you're on are you trying to have questions actually answered or are you being shooed into accepting and staying exactly where you are? And so that uh, brings us back to Meta. The fact that they will be censoring things. They it, already have. Yeah. But they put it right in writing. You don't even really have to read between the lines. You just have to read. <laughs> Alessandra, we are at a, a real crossroads in our country right now. And, of course, going back to the, the Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. It seems daunting. In a way, I think about the patriots, and they looked at uh, the powerful British empire, but yet they stood for freedom. I, I feel like this is a defining moment for us today. What do you think? I would definitely agree with you, and our success isn't going to be to fall wholeheartedly on MAGA. Uh, the success isn't going to be wholeheartedly to get someone to call you by your preferred pronouns. Um, this is going to happen through a jointed effort, intentional understanding of where systems are broken and holding accountability to that. And I think it's completely feasible. We need to change the way we're having these conversations with people on the other side of the aisle. Even within the same thing, you know, we're, we're wanting to the quote-unquote Liz fighting, infighting, like Liz Cheney and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I don't even think it's worth harping about that much because, like you said, we have the uniparty. The Republicans and Democrats are working for the exact same corporate oligarchy that run the entire globe. But then we have the grassroots. We have Americans that I think are waking up. I, yeah, I've been awake for a while, and I'm ready for this to to be shining through. Oh, awesome, awesome. Hey, uh, let's, uh, we're going to go to break here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I am thrilled to have Christian Home Educators of Colorado as a new sponsor of the show, because we've talked to Kane, my friend, who found a task force freedom. When we look at these government-run 
schools, uh, parents are very uncomfortable with the curriculum, what's being taught, what's not being taught, like reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, all those great little things that are good for success. And so people, parents are looking for options. And Christian Home Educators of Colorado is offering a great option. And Kimberly Ware is their outreach director. Kimberly Ware, uh, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Hi. We're having spirited uh, conversations here. Um, but education is so important, the education of our children, and more and more parents are concerned about that. But uh, homeschooling seems daunting to them, Kim. I know. I can understand. I was once one of those that <laughs> it seemed really daunting. And Christian Home Educators of Colorado uh, can help people with that, to answer some questions. And knowledge is power. Even if you just reach out and try to get some information, doesn't mean that you're making a decision, but you're just getting more information. That's right. Yes, information is always good. So how can people get more information, Kim? People can get more information by visiting our website, going to check.org, C-H-E-C dot org. They can also come to one of our events. On October 15th, we're going to have an intro to homeschooling seminar in Castle Rock, Colorado where we walk through a vision for homeschooling, just not just the academics, but what we're really doing as we're raising our children through homeschooling. We talk about how to legally homeschool in Colorado, and then we spend the bulk of our time talking about the nuts and bolts of homeschooling, every from everything from curriculum selection to schedules and routines to how do I do my five-year-old for school and educate my 15-year-old at the same time. We offer just a wealth of information. And I think that's one thing. Curriculum, uh, I think people say, oh my gosh, do I have to uh, create all this curriculum? And uh, what's the answer to that? (laughs) The answer is no. (laughs) Um, There are so many people who have gone ahead of us. We're really in such a wonderful position because there's so much curriculum out there that is geared towards homeschoolers that you can select curriculum that will work for any schedule, any learning style, any age group, and everything from reading, writing, arithmetic to science and history and art and music, everything that you might be interested in learning, you can absolutely do from home. Uh, Last question, is homeschooling expensive? Is homeschooling expensive? It can be. Uh, It depends on what your budget is, and you can spend a ton of money, but you can also spend very little money because there is free curriculum online that you can utilize uh, several different kinds that work towards um, different learning styles, but also the library is your friend when you're a homeschooler. Utilize your library and borrow books. You don't have to have a huge, magnificent library at your home to be able to educate your children. Um, You can also become friends with your librarian and ask for specific books, and they will order them for you. So the budget can be really what you make it. If you're working on a limited budget, you can homeschool. And, of course, like anything, if you have an unlimited budget, you can still homeschool. (laughs) Again, how can people get more information, Kim Ware? Yes, well, you can contact Check at chec.org, 
Or you can contact me, Kim, at check.org. Um, I am on my email all the time. I want to hear from you. It's my job to encourage and help equip you in the homeschool journey. Okay, and that's uh, Kim at org. Kim Ware, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Kim. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to go to break, and I see that the phone lines are already starting to light up. That's 303-477-5600. Alessandra Lavallee is in studio, so I'm sure that she'll comment if you'd like to ask her a question or We've had a lot of different subjects out there. And again, don't wait until the last minute because yesterday I'm looking at all the phone lines. It's like, oh, we can't get to them. So 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training, up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Alessandra Lavallee. Uh, Love getting her perspective on uh, all of these current events. And uh, we want to hear from you, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Mark in Black Forest is on the line. Mark in Black Forest, what's on your radar? Good morning. I have a question for Alessandra. Uh, Do you think that young people confuse capitalism with corruption? Yeah. (laughs) No, that's an excellent question. Uh, No, yeah, go continue. Well, uh, well, just I heard you say uh, corporate oligarchy running the world, Mm -hmm. and that that made me think of corporations, which made me think of capitalism. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of was, I, in my opinion, yeah, a lot of people 
are against capitalism because they see, you know, what's going on with the, with the corporate influence over government. Right. And we're missing a really huge, very important distinction. Um, we've not been adequately educated in order to have the capitalistic society work in our favor. We've allowed ourselves to be non-playable characters and to go by the thing that they want us to. Uh, use the fixed 8.9% interest, only $250 for the next 20 years. You yourself can have something inconsequential. Um, and the, You're talking about what, credit cards or something? Yeah, all of it. You know, yeah. No, your furnace goes out, right? Okay. Like whatever, your life circumstances. We've built uh, this place. Well, people are saying, oh, well, they're just greedy. You know, there's this campaign right now running on uh, Peacock, if you stream on the Peacock service, and they'll be like, Shell had their best year in the last of all time. It was this year. And so did Exxon. And uh, with their, they had their best month this month of all time. And the price of oil is the exact same that it was uh, in 2008. They're just profiting more. It's that simple. Like, this is what they're actually saying. And, um, and what's but, the name of the? Is it called Greed or something? Or no, what? it's like MSNBC like paid for this to be just like a commercial. Like it's like oh, using it. okay. and news quotes like it, to tell the story of this. And my point is, is that they're they're you know we're being indoctrinated to vilify the corporations. Now, to be really clear, I am not opposed to the corporate oligarchy because of capitalism. I'm educated enough to understand that capitalism is why I don't like we're not living in the trees and I get to wear pants. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of nice. You get to go on vacation and like drink margaritas and pina coladas and go to the beach. Um, and capitalism lets me do that. I'm kind of a fan of that. Uh, but when you have these narratives and indoctrination to be telling you, oh, well, they're just making more money and more money is bad because m more money is bad. It's like, well, what about all of those millions of people who they employ? Uh, what about the fact that we're not even getting our own gas and oil from this country and we're giving that money to other countries and we're spending gas in order to get that gas into this country? You talk about global warming. I think you burned a lot more gas doing that than just kind of getting it from our own backyard until we can invest more money and find cleaner, renewable forms of energy or even just making concrete. What are other resolutions for concrete since that's a bigger, you know, uh Footprint, footprint uh, for the negative impact for uh, the world. Mark, what what are you? What's your thoughts? Oh, I'm agreeing with everything uh, Alessandra is saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes me bristle, you know, when they put down capitalism because capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty than in the other system. Uh, so, well, and uh, oh, sorry, Mark, I didn't, I didn't mean to get on top of you. Continue. Oh, I just, I'm just confirming. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what uh, Alessandra is saying. I'm one of 32 grandkids, pretty much, on my on mother's side of the family. And uh, my mom's first-generation American from Italy. And my grandparents worked their tails off to get out of socialist Italia. And if I have this conversation with certain family members, they really get upset with me. Um, because they feel like health care should be free and that these certain things should be taken care of. And a part of me, in my heart, I kind of, I get that. I get that idea. Um, I get the reason why you would want your government to provide you with safety and security. This makes sense. However, if we go back to why America is America and what makes us great, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, period, we are explicitly 
allowing a lack of control of our own freedoms in order to gain this safety. In my opinion, through looking at things in the past, looking where my family specifically came from, that's not the answer that will save us. It's the one that's going to perpetuate them to maintain being in control. So I also get my, I also get bristled, Mark, whenever people start talking about uh, capitalism is bad or whatever. And it's so easy to just want to like have an argument uh, with a human. I just don't think that that's necessarily the approach that's going to serve us. I would just continue to encourage you and everybody else to kill the situation with kindness, ask productive probing questions, respond caring. Like we have to be genuinely concerned for these people who genuinely think capitalism is bad. There's a whole fundamental misunderstanding of how to put pants on in the morning. And you can't teach everybody how to do that, but you can show them a little love because, you know, we've not all had the same opportunities to have this sort of insight and eye-opening experience. And that's why we have to, we do this show. Mark, a final thought from you, and and we're just about out of time. Oh, no, just uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Okay. Always great to hear from, from you, Mark. Thanks so much. And to his point, we had Bob Boswell on with Laramie Energy. And we do this show on health and hydrocarbons. And uh, when Bob was on last time, he said, if we had no hydrocarbons, no fossil fuels, uh, basically, he said, just think about what that would look like for a day. And he said, basically, you'd be sitting in a wooden chair with your underwear on. I'm not even sure you'd have your underwear on because there's probably elastic elastic that can't be produced. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that would not be politically correct. Alessandra, we have two minutes left. It's been so fun to have you in studio. Uh, kind of, what do you want to leave everybody with today? I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. What do you have a closing quote? I always like I, your quotes. You got some. Good I ones. do. The, the uh, closing quote for the day is a Chinese proverb, and it is: "A wise man makes his own decisions; an ignorant man follows the public opinion." Yeah, that's perfect. Enough said. <laughs> uh, so. I think you've had great advice for us. We need to engage in these conversations, but we have to be knowledgeable. Many times, and well, and I also, I need to make this point. Capitalism and cronyism are two different things. Big business and big government like each other. And so many times they will go to like the renewables. There's all kinds of subsidies in the Income Reduction Act for subsidies. And capitalism government is out of that business. Uh, Capitalism is people competing to provide a better service or a better product. And if they have a good service or a good product and a lot of people want it, then people get rich. And I love that. Yeah. And people also said, my my friend last night told me that like the EU is making everything required to be a type C charger. None of this is, I don't have any references. What's a type C charger? Uh, For like a USB for your phone, Uh like a USB-C cord. And I was like, that's evil. I was like, that is fascism. And they're like, what? (laughs) And I was like, now all of those people that are trying to produce that USB-C cord or had just a regular micro USB cord has to convert and put all this money into getting a USB-C. Who are they trying to run out of making money in order for them to change that law? Like, and I get it's kind of an extreme thing to call that fascism. However, but it is. when you have all these stupid laws that tell you what you are and aren't allowed to do, we start tying the hands of ingenuity, 
for Americans and not just Americans. We're talking about the world. We yeah. have a lot more at our disposal now to really productively start saving, uh, solving problems that otherwise we're really, even in the 90s, we're like, maybe that'll never happen. So uh, I love your encouragement, Kim. Thank you for being supporter of everybody else. And I completely agree with your sentiment. Like you, you can be seen, you can be heard, uh, you are valued. And don't forget it. Love having you here, Alessandra Lavallee. And again, our quote for the end of the show is a Chinese proverb. A wise man makes his own decisions. An ignorant man follows the public opinion. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs>